It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us for a Friday edition of the show. A lot to get to like usual. Getting you ready for a weekend ahead. And it's a weird time to be alive because a lot of you working from home probably don't feel like your work days are as normal as they used to be where you go to work, actually go to your office, etc. But we're all making do. So a lot to get to like normal on today's podcast. Today would have been pro day for BYU football. We'll talk about some of the guys who have had individual pro day workouts, how they performed. We'll talk about that. We'll also get you an update on the final round of Sweet 16 voting in the BYU quarterback GOAT bracket we've been running here on the on the podcast. Who makes the Elite Eight? Who completes the field of the Elite Eight that we'll vote on next week as we continue to whittle down to the best BYU quarterback of all time. And of course, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news like we usually do. We are proud to be part of America's number one daily podcast network. That is the Locked On Podcast Network. Of course, the motto around these parts on the network is it is your team every day. And without further ado, with that rundown out of the way, let's get it going. This is Locked On Cougars for March 27th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in my day job, and thanks again for taking the time to download this podcast, all focused on the BYU Cougars. If you're new to this show, if you're just finding us, hey, welcome on in. My name's Jake. Thanks for downloading the show. Hopefully, you'll find it of worth to you. We aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news and insider information that you cannot find anywhere else. And thanks again for taking the time to join us here on Locked On Cougars. Today was originally slated to be BYU Pro Day. Former Cougars uh, recently left school, or maybe some from the last couple of years, were slated to work out for NFL scouts and team officials inside the indoor practice facility there in Provo. But with everything else going on in sports around the world, and especially on the campus of BYU, the COVID-19 pandemic has shut things down. So players will not be congregating back in Provo uh, to work out for NFL scouts. And it's just another reminder of how barren the sports landscape is right now. It's it's kind of crazy how 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 little is going on, but I feel still feel like there is an opportunity for guys to show what they can do, and at least two former BYU players have shown what they can do on the field for NFL scouts, albeit in limited fashion and on away from actually having eyes on them by NFL personnel. And that are two former BYU wide receivers, excuse me, and Aleva Hifo and Micah Simon. Uh, both of them working out with different trainers and whatnot, but both of them putting up monster statistics in their individual pro days that were put on by their training staffs. Aleva worked out in Colorado, if I'm not mistaken, outdoors, while Micah Simon uh, worked out in the greater Texas area. I don't remember where exactly in Texas he's working out. Probably he's in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, but... But they both uh, put on workouts, and the numbers they put up 
absolutely phenomenal. Let's start off with Aleva Hifo. Uh, he worked out in uh, Colorado. His agent is Evan Brennan, a guy we've had here on the podcast a couple of times. And Aleva working outdoors on a turf field put up some monster numbers. I think the most impressive number from all of what I saw from Aleva's workout was the 4.41 second 40-yard dash he put up. If had he been at the NFL Combine and run that, it would have been the seventh fastest time by a wide receiver. Aleva's speed matches what he does on the field. He played with that ability. He's very quick side to side, but also his straight line speed, I felt like during his BYU career was underrated. He played at the speed I feel like he ran in this workout. 4-4-1, that, that seems to match up. Other numbers he posted, a 7.09 second three cone drill, which would have ranked 10th at the NFL Combine, a 4.14 second shuttle run, which would have been tied for second at the Combine, a 30 seven and a half inch vertical would have been 13th of the combine and then the 130 inch broad jump that would have been sixth had he been at the NFL combine and the broad jump for a lot of people is one of the biggest indicators of how good of an athlete you are as a football player because a broad jump is you go from a standing position you're able to swing your arms but then you go from a stationary position and jump as far as you possibly can and land on both feet and jumping 130 inches there's, there's no joke about that so I feel like a guy like Leva Hifo, his workout there in Colorado earned him some extra looks. I think from NFL scouts, uh, Evan Brennan pointed out. Evan Brennan pointed out on social media that the workout that Leva competed in was actually put on, or uh, I guess uh, not put on, but was officiated or run by a former NFL area scout, a guy who did this for a living. He knows what NFL teams are looking for, so he put on this workout. And I think that's going to give Leva Hifo an opportunity to show what he can do. Now let's talk about Micah Simon as well. Micah Simon had some impressive numbers in his own right in his own pro day workout. I haven't seen video of this, but the most impressive number, and it's even more impressive than Aleva Hifo, was that Micah Simon, according to the reports, ran a laser-timed 4.35 second 40-yard dash. That's fast. That would have been the second fastest time at the NFL Combine this year. Anything below a 4-4 as a wide receiver, NFL teams are going to sit up and say, hold on, what speed did you run? A guy like Al Davis, the former owner of the uh, now the Las Vegas Raiders, just loved speedy guys and had this number... Had he seen this number from Micah Simon, it would have been like, hey, who's number 13 out there at BYU? Let's check him out. Some impressive numbers from Micah Simon, no doubt. Also had a great three-cone drill, a 6.67-second three-cone drill, which would have ranked second at the NFL Combine. And then uh, his shuttle run, 3.99 seconds, which would have been the fastest time amongst wide receivers at the NFL Combine this year. If Micah Simon's numbers, if these are actually legit and NFL teams get a look at this, Micah Simon's going to find himself moving up draft boards and as a priority free agent type of a deal in his own right. Those are some impressive, impressive speed numbers uh, from Micah Simon, and I think it's going to earn him an extra look. He had a breakout senior campaign, really finally came through and lived up to the potential I think a lot of BYU fans saw in him, and those speed numbers alone are going to help him uh, garner some extra looks from NFL scouts. I'll kind of look at his film a little closer to see if he plays at that speed. I mentioned the fact that I felt like Leva played at that 4-4 speed. I think Micah Simon, he can turn on the afterburners if need be. We saw that in plays like the one at Tennessee where he got BYU in position to tie up that game, etc. But he's also a guy who conserves his abilities and I think he uh, can break it out when he needs to. Hopefully that makes sense. Other statistics or other notes that uh, Micah Simon put up in this workout, he had 120 point 
5-inch broad jump, which would rank 33rd amongst wide receivers. So not as good as a guy like Aleva Hifo, who would have been in the top 10. A 35.5-inch vertical jump, which would rank 27th. And then 11 reps on the bench press. Bench press for a wide receiver is almost useless, in my opinion. But he had 11 reps on the bench press, which would have ranked 26th. So... I feel like both Levahifo and Micah Simon in particular, they're not going to have this pro day workout at BYU, but their individual workouts they've done, I think they've done a good job, and I think they'll garner some extra looks uh, from NFL scouts. One guy who may be off your radar, but is not off the radar of NFL scouts in terms of former Cougars looking to make it in the NFL is Tyson Williams. In my day job, I produced DJ and PK in the morning for the Zone Sports Network, and we had Chris Trapasso. He covers the NFL draft for CBS Sports on the podcast podcast uh, on the show, I guess I should say, earlier this week. And Chris Chapasso had some interesting notes about Tyson Williams. Here you go. Well, I think uh, Tyson Williams probably uh, is the most highly sought after of the BYU prospects. Um, I did mention or him to a few people down in Mobile that being at South Carolina flashed a little bit there, just never got the carries, and that's kind of led to him transferring. And you saw the same explosiveness at times. His ability to just accelerate out of his cuts and to have power through the tackles. Um, I could see him being selected. And the fact that he is an older prospect, but I think with running backs today, teams are like, look, we're going to draft you. You're probably going to only play on one contract here, but three or four years, that's where we can get the most contributions from you, the best contributions. Um, So he's the one that sticks out to me. Um, I could see him going in the sixth or the seventh round. It's a good running back class. It's not crazy deep. So after we get past a few of the guys that I already mentioned, once we're into that sixth and seventh round, I think teams will really be looking for diamonds in the rough um, to to give them really good value at the running back spot. And I think Tyson Williams, from what I've seen two years ago at South Carolina and then this past season at BYU – is an NFL player can be an NFL ball carrier, um, and you know as a second or a third running back. And with every team going running back by committee, I think that adds another uh, roster spot potentially for him, even if he's a, a late round pick. There you go, Chris Trapasso from CBS Sports. Tyson Williams could find himself as a late-round draft pick, according to Trapasso. He didn't put up monster statistics during his collegiate career, but he showed enough, both playing at South Carolina as well as BYU, it sounds like, uh, for NFL teams to be intrigued at what he can do. He's recently been seen on social media working out at BYU at the indoor practice facility without a brace on his knee after suffering that torn ACL. So it's good to see a guy like Tyson Williams getting some run in the pre-draft process. Process, and it would be awesome to see him make good on a, on his bet on himself because he could have applied for another, another year of eligibility and potentially have come back to BYU in 2020, but he decided, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to bet on myself. I'm going to bet on what I've done so far in my collegiate career and hopefully it works out for me. And according to Chris Trapasso, he could find himself being a draft pick and I think that would be kind of surprising to a lot of BYU fans, but if it happens, you guys heard it here on the podcast, the Tyson Williams might be the most draftable BYU prospect in this year's NFL draft class in terms of like former Cougars who could find themselves being drafted. It's not to say that a guy like Micah Simon or Levahifo couldn't find themselves getting a flyer taken on him in the 6 
sixth or seventh round of this year's draft, but they're more likely to be priority free agents, undrafted free agents, whereas Tyson Williams, running backs, they're a diamond dozen in a lot of people's eyes, but they do need guys who have the ability, and it sounds like Tyson Williams has shown that, albeit in brief stretches during his collegiate career. So great to hear from Chris Trapasso thinking that, hey, Tyson Williams has got an opportunity here to make some money in the pro game. So there you go. Today would have been pro day, and hopefully the other Cougars who are now working out, hoping to get an opportunity to play. Guys like Moroni, Laulu, Pututau, etc., Hopefully, they will get that opportunity and we'll be able to catch up with them in the coming days and weeks in the lead up to the NFL draft, which is taking place from April 23rd to the 25th. All right, coming up here in just a second, we're going to stay with the BYU football van of things. We're going to go back in the record books. We're going to talk about our quarterback goat bracket we've been running here, the greatest of all time BYU quarterback. Your guys' votes have been determining who moves on in this bracket. Our final round of the quote-unquote regional format, the Sweet 16, played out overnight. We'll talk about the results of that poll here in just a second. Before we do that, though, a reminder for you guys, listening to this podcast is really simple, and a lot of you guys are kind of adjusting to home life now, where you're working from home, your entire I guess world or everything is is centered around your home because we're all doing the social distancing thing, trying to so-called flatten the curve with the coronavirus or COVID-19. Well, guess what? This podcast aims to be a distraction for you to get you through at least one part of your day. So I want to encourage you guys, use your smart devices, tell them, play the latest episode of the Locked On Cougars podcast, and that way you stay up to date with all the latest in BYU sports news. The fun part is, is right now, a lot of this information actually stays pretty relevant. So if you've missed a couple of days, you can catch up pretty quickly and it's all relevant inf- information because we don't have a lot going on in the sports world. So that's the fun part about this. So I would encourage you guys, if you guys are looking for something to break up the monotony of your new uh day-to-day existence, I guess I should say, working from home, your entire life is centered around being at home, etc. Well, join us here on Locked On Cougars, and all you got to do is tell your smart speaker or your smartphone, play the latest episode of the Locked On Cougars podcast, and by extension, we'll be making you the smartest BYU fan in the room. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. The greatest BYU quarterback of all time. You've heard us talking about this all week. We started voting earlier this week on the top 16 BYU quarterbacks in history in an effort to whittle it down to the greatest of all time in terms of BYU quarterbacks. And I want to thank you guys right now who have participated in the voting. It's been a ton of fun to do this every day. We'll continue to break it down. Next week, we will finish out the brackets. Uh, Should be done relatively quickly now that we're moving into the Elite Eight. But I wanted to give you guys the results from uh, the Steve Young Regional, the four uh, players in that pod uh, coming out of this. this is the final round of the Sweet 16 voting yesterday, and both of them ended up being routes. It was kind of surprising, but I don't. I also understand why it ended up being what it was. So in our one versus four matchup in this pod, we had Steve Young taking on B, former BYU star Virgil Carter, kind of the one guy who is kind of out of the minds, I think, of most BYU fans because he did what he did in the mid 1960s, 1964 to 1966. 
six. I uh, really put up monster numbers for an otherwise moribund program before Lavelle Edwards showed up in the early seventies and really got BYU rolling. But Steve Young, with ninety eight percent of the vote, uh, takes down Virgil Carter. Of course, Steve Young, the uh, former NFL MVP, Super Bowl champion with the San Francisco 49ers, had a great BYU career in his own right. Started out as what eighth string, I think is the, is what the legend goes as. Ended up passing for 7,733 yards, 56 passing touchdowns, had just over 1,000 rushing yards in his BYU career, as well as 18 rushing touchdowns. So uh, fun to see that there. And then in our two versus three matchup, I thought this one might be a tad bit closer. I expected the eventual winner to win, but I didn't think it would be as as dominant as it was and that is in our two versus three matchup we had a number two seed max hall of course the winningest quarterback in byu football history passed for over 11,000 yards had 94 passing touchdowns well he went up against number three seed john walsh who played in the early to mid 1990s 9,233 passing yards in his own right 73 passing touchdowns also owns the single game record of 619 passing yards in a win over utah state in 1993 well max hall won this one with 93% of the vote. So we went chalk again once again in this bracket as the one and two seeds move on to the Elite Eight. So that makes our field. Let's break down the Elite Eight for you guys so you have a heads up on what's going on here. So we'll have Jim McMahon against Taysom Hill who struck the lone upset of the first round as he took down Steve Sarkeesian facing off. We'll have John Beck against Robbie Bosco, Ty Detmer against Mark Wilson, and now Steve Young versus Max Hall. We'll have voting beginning on Monday for that. We'll break down these brackets until we get to who you guys on the podcast, you listeners, and also on social media feel like is the greatest BYU quarterback in program history it's been a ton of fun and I'm surprised that we didn't get more upsets in the first round but apparently I did a good job good enough job seeding all of these players that you guys felt like hey Jake's got it right the one and two seeds etc were the best but Taysom Hill strikes the one upset of the first round and just my personal opinion, I would have picked Sark over Taysom Hill just due to what they did in BYU uniforms. But I also understand Taysom Hill, he is truly a fan favorite. So it also makes sense that you guys would be in love with the quarterback, as some people like to call him. One of the best athletes, if not the best athlete we've ever seen in a BYU uniform, him uh, winning out in that. So it should be a lot of fun. I want to thank you guys for continuing to vote on this, weighing in with your guys' thoughts on social media. You can follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Follow us at Locked On Cougars. My personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch. And if you want to weigh in via email, you don't really use social media, you also can do that by emailing us lockedonbyu at gmail.com is the way to get in touch with us via email. So there you go. The GOAT bracket, the BYU quarterback GOAT, greatest of all time bracket, will roll on next week with the Elite Eight, the Final Four, and then of course the championship round where we will crown the greatest BYU quarterback of all time. Will it be what most people are expecting Ty Detmer versus Jim McMahon could Steve Young get in there we'll see it should be a lot of fun uh, uh, Blair read yesterday let's just fast forward and just put up Jim McMahon against Ty Detmer for the championship and I said hey gotta have some patience here we're gonna let things play out and it's up to you guys who are voting on this I want to once again thank you guys for taking the time to vote every day on these players and who you think the best of the best is all right coming up here in just a second we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news before we do that though you guys have probably heard a number of advertisers working with us here on locked on cougars uh you've heard companies like our good friends at all guard pest control spavia recently deseret first credit union etc well right now 
You may not know that Locked On Cougars is a great way for your local business to reach passionate BYU fans just like you. I understand currently the format of the economy is not great, but we want to help partner with you guys to help you guys get the word out about your your business, your product, your services, whatever you got going right now. A lot of you are trying to find the right way to kind of exist in the new economy we're dealing with right now amidst this COVID-19 outbreak, and we'd like to help you guys out. Unlike any other podcast, the Locked On Cougars podcast gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners and not just any podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with loyal BYU fans that are predominantly male, that is well-educated, and also have disposable income, then let's put your company right here on Locked On Cougars. Local fans love to support local businesses. We've all seen that recently on social media. Support local, support support small businesses. We'd like to be part of the solution for you here on Locked On Cougars. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your, your team or you achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you soon and working with you right here on Locked On Cougars. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. As we wrap up the week here on Locked On Cougars, a lot to get to. I catch up on some BYU sports news. Let's start off with the Coach of the Year honors that went out to Ed Eyestone, a BYU track and field as well as cross-country coach. Uh, the Utah Sports Commission has named him as the state's collegiate coach of the year as part of the Governor's State of Sport Awards for the state of Utah. Ed Eyestone won a national championship as an athlete in 1984, became the first player, uh, first person, I guess I should say, in NCAA history to win an individual championship and then coach a team to a title when the BYU men's cross country team took home the 2019 NCAA men's cross country championships title. It's fantastic to see Ed Eyestone being honored with this. He deserves it. He's done an incredible job with both the track and field and the cross country programs in Provo. He does an awesome, awesome job and he's just a great person to boot. So congratulations to Ed Eyestone on that well-deserved honor. I think it's something that it was almost a a no-brainer, I feel like, in that regard. And congratulations to him on receiving that award from the Utah State Utah Sports Commission and the Governor State of Sport Awards Committee. One other note for you guys is that I don't know how many of you saw this on social media, and hopefully you did, but BYU put together what they called BYU's One Shining Moment for the 2019-20 BYU men's basketball season that was cut short before the NCAA tournament. And watching the video, it gets to you a little bit. I'm going to link the show in the link the... I'll link it in the show notes so you guys can watch it if you haven't seen seen it already. But, man, it makes you think back on all the good times this season had. Uh, so many ups and downs, but a lot of ups for BYU by and large. They finished the season ranked number 18 in the country. And it was just a great season all the way around for the Cougars. And it's just... It still gets to me the fact that they did not uh, see things play out in the NCAA tournament, but I completely understand with the current circumstance, with the c- current circumstances with the COVID nineteen pandemic, why it could not go on. But it still just makes you think, man, you know what? 
what could have been. That's the biggest thing is what could have been uh, had the Cougars actually gotten that opportunity to play in the big dance. But, hey, I wish nothing but the best for the seven seniors moving on from the BYU basketball program. And we'll be looking forward to next season and seeing how Mark Pope does in year two of his tenure. Uh, One other note for you guys is yesterday marked the one-year anniversary, I guess we should call it, one-year mark of of when uh, Dave Rose stepped down as BYU basketball head coach. It's been 366 days uh, since Dave Rose stepped down after 22 years with the BYU basketball program, including 14 as the head coach. But in the 366 days since then, it's been a pretty marvelous uh, program turnaround for the Cougars, making that run, being nationally ranked uh, on the cusp of getting a 5-6-7 seed in the NCAA tournament just an incredible run and I wish nothing but the best for the BYU basketball program as they move forward now and get ready for the 2020-2021 season and here's hoping that we don't have any other impacts with seasons being pushed back due to this outbreak but the biggest thing is I think we all just need to continue to be vigilant help knock down that curve practice that social distancing and just be responsible citizens, human beings, just be good people. And that's the biggest thing I think we should take away from today's uh, circumstances that we're in. I want to thank you guys who continue to support this podcast. Our download numbers remain extremely strong. I cannot thank you guys enough for making part of your day, uh, wor- working us into part of your day, I guess is what, I, is what I'm trying to say here, is I, I do appreciate you guys understanding what we're doing here bringing you guys a BYU sports talk each and every day I know there's multiple outlets for this there's an entire radio station that I helped found once upon a time hey Ben Criddle what's up Uh, but I want to thank you guys for taking the time. We aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news. I know I echoed that, I parrot that a lot, but it truly is what we kind of aim to do here on the podcast. We want to make you guys smart BYU fans that you guys can go on and have intelligent conversations because you're also hearing intelligent conversation here on the podcast as well. So thanks for taking some time out of your day to join us. Have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday breaking down everything going on in BYU sports like we normally do, continuing on with the BYU quarterback, greatest of all time bracket so there's a lot still to get to with BYU sports and amidst this hiatus with the COVID-19 pandemic so stay with us each and every day as we break down BYU sports with you guys enjoy whatever's left of your Monday or your weekend whenever you hear this we will talk to you again excuse me have a great weekend enjoy whatever's left of your Friday I think I said Monday there so apologies for that enjoy whatever's left of your Friday have a great weekend we will talk to you guys on a Monday and thanks again for joining us here on Locked on Cougars this has been the Locked on Cougars podcast Podcast for March 27th, 2020. Talk to you soon. Listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. 
Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.